podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, welcome everyone back, and it's another edition of Round the Boards, the Speedway podcast, uh, joined by my co-hosts, Kane Watt and Rob Ludlow. How are we doing this evening, guys? Hi, guys. Yeah, all good here. All good here, mate. Hiya. yeah. <laughs> the man of many words. That's me. It's not getting anything more out of him there, I don't think. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's enough. Well, he needs to speak up because we've got a lot to go through this week. Um, lots of reviews, lots of previews, roundups. More injury news and other bits and pieces, including another edition of the Watt versus Ludlow Challenge that I'm hoping goes slightly better than it did last week. Not looking at you, Rob, or anything, but... No, I'm still winning, mate, so that's that's, that's well, it. That's all that matters. I'm still winning. It's another tricky edition this week, and I, I don't think you'll be winning after this week, and you won't be best pleased with me, but we'll see how it goes. Can't wait, mate. I can't wait. National League Riders champion, champions for the last 30 years, I imagine. That's probably what it'll be. Um, I'll let you know in a little while. Um, anyway, <laughs> where are we going to start this week? I don't think there's anywhere else we can start than the Rock, the Grand Prix Series and another win for Dan Bewley over at Rockslav in Poland. Um, two wins on the bounce now. Uh, the first rider to win two GPs this year, Kane. He's in sensational form at the moment. He is indeed. I mean, them last three rides were just completely... No one saw them coming at all. But, you know, that's what it comes down to this video. You know, it's, especially with the format, it's not like a... With the semis and the finals, it doesn't really matter how you do in your first few rides. As long as you end in the top eight, you've still got your chance. And then Dan proved that, you know, just make it work when it comes down to it. And then, yeah, pretty good. Go down. Yeah, exactly that. But but Robbie, I mean, he started off really well in his first race and then seemed to, to drop off a little bit. I didn't actually see the meeting myself. I was out Saturday mm-hmm. evening, but um, it, he, he put it together when he needed to. His last ride, the semi-final and the final. And I've seen the, the video of the final um, and it, it was a it was a tapes to flag victory in the end. Yeah, he, um, he seemed to sort of uh, get... A little bit bullied out of it in his in his middle few rides. Um, the gates didn't quite fall for him um, as well as they did towards the end. Obviously, uh, he got last gate pick, and I think he would have been pretty happy with gate three. I think gate three was very very good last year, um, which is why I think a lot of riders after the qualifying rounds picked it. Um, but what it what it does show is that the track wasn't a gate is paradise. There was you know, it, people were able to make passes, and and it was it, it was one of the best. Well, it probably is the best Grand Prix of the year so far. Um, Miles better than the uh, the last one, so um, yeah. He d- the, obviously, to reel off three three wins in his last three rides, you know, a big pressure race in heat nineteen. He has to has to come out and win that. He scrapes himself a semi final place, and then from there, it's, it is pretty much a lottery from there. So um, yeah, that's back to back wins. First, you know, he's he's reeled those off. If he can keep that form up, and there's uh, maybe we might have been crowning Smiles like a bit too early, but that's uh, still a long way off, I think. I mean that was that was going to be my next question, um, Kane. He's got himself into third position in the world now, twenty four points off Smarslik, three rounds to go. Could it? Could it happen? Oh, 
Well, I mean, mathematically, I yes. Think we have to tread carefully here because Rockslav is his home track in Poland, and we might be getting, or I might be getting ahead of myself, but slightly. But I mean, Zmazik didn't. Oh no, he did, didn't he? Yeah, Zmazik's quite good, isn't he? So, no, but maybe. But he did say in an interview this season was um just get he's like sort of just getting ready and he's gonna come full like actually prepared for the next year. So maybe this isn't the finished product with Bailey and this is him just getting started. So yeah. watch out, Bartosz. Yeah, there's, probably, there's probably tracks that he, he won't be as suited to as he was for this one. But um, just look at the rest and obviously Robert Lambert give himself a huge boost by getting himself onto the rostrum as well and. I believe that's the first time we've had two on the rostrum since Martin Dugard and Mark Loram in 2000, I believe it was. Indeed. Yep, that's right. And I'll open the question to the floor. Do you know what happened on this day 30 years ago? Something important. Uh, 30 years ago, 1992. I'm going to go with Havelock won the world title. Kingsley won a meeting. He did indeed. Do you know, yeah. do you know what? There's no need for that, Kane. Kingsley won a meeting. <laughs> I guess Do you know what track it was on? Um, no, I, I don't actually. I, I know he's not. It was Rockslav. It was Rockslav. Oh, oh. Stat for you there. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, but, that's, that's plenty of research. That's more research than I put in. I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, obviously that um, the overall standards it still sees Marslik with a with a 16-point lead over Leon Madsen. Um, to many, it may well be unsurmountable. Dan Bewley's in a great position now, along with Dudek, who's in good form as well. Um, out of the rest, do you see... I'll come to you first, Kane. Um, what are we doing? I'm looking at the, the standings ah, from okay. GP. Do you see much movement in that top six now? I'll take the question for you, mate, if you want. Oh, no, um, uh, in terms of that top six, yeah, I think I think it's all up for grabs up to fourth. Um I think it depends. Well, it depends on what Beauty's form is like after this. But as you can see, his form has gradually got better since round three. Um, so you could say places four to six are, are right up, are right up for grabs. You know, um, Ty Wuffington's is going to be pretty disappointed with only only ten point with only bringing bringing ten championship points from his home home track. Um, I, I would say that he's probably him and Lambert are the likely ones to sort of move into that top six if if they can. Obviously, Lambert's given himself a really good chance with that third place finish in Broxlav, but um I think below Woofinden I'm not sure anybody is putting together any sort of form to give themselves a chance. Um you know you could have maybe looked at Vashilik but with missing a round that, that could almost be curtains for him. Um but nobody really is putting any any sort of consistency together. Um below sort of you know, even even Woofinden isn't really he's consistent sort of mid middle of the field sort of finishes. So um I think I think Lambert or Woofinden maybe might be able to sneak in that into that top six, but I, I think below that I think we're we're pretty much as is. Um I think in terms of the title, I think that um I think you still if anybody's gonna beat Smarsley, it's probably Madsen rather than Bewley. I know Bewley's rattled off two wins on, on the trot. Um but Madsen's sort of coming into a bit of form as well. That's another podium place for him. So um, a 16 points isn't totally insurmountable with three rounds to go, I don't think. I think I think the encouraging thing is I think the next GP is a uh, Voyens in Denmark, which will be yeah. good for, for Madsen. It's good for Woffenden as well. Um, Kane, is Kane back with us? Kane, are you there? 
No, he seems to have gone again. Oh, um, your thoughts? The top six. Do you see much more movement in it? Uh, no, not really. I do think the top six, as it is, will be the top six at the end of the season. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see the top nine or ten in next year, because uh, that's usually what it is with with the GPS. You, it is like like the top ten or eleven, twelve on that list at the top. They are the top riders in the world. And it's just like it just is. It is what it is with the the qualification system. You're not gonna. I mean, if Ty Wolfenden finishes tenth, it's very unlikely you're not gonna be. Oh, Ty Wolfenden can't be in the GPs because he finished tenth, but he's still a very good rider. You know, he's a three-time world champion, so it's a bit odd. But um, no, I, I think Lambert's sort of pushing now on Lindgren. Um, I don't think Mickelson's out of it, even though he's had that big dip in form after round two. Um, even Dolan and Vasilik, you know, they've not had great seasons in the GP, especially with, after Vasilik's injury. Um, but you know they're still capable of turning up on the day. And then Chapelsky, oh, Frick, Frick's in it next year, Holden in it next year, Thompson's out for the season. So yeah, it's it's really a uh, maybe three or four horse race for the final two spots. If Yunoski can, I don't think Yunoski have a good round of Voyens. Uh, I'm not sure what he's like at Melilla. I think it's his home track in Sweden, and then it's down to to run, which um, he should do okay on. Um, I expect he's Lambert. Lambert. He's got Lambert there as well. Yeah, Lambert will come good at the end, I think, with the final two or three rounds. Um, it'll be close, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think any of them will be missing from next season. That's interesting you should say that. Um, I'm sure we'll go through all the our, our selection choices when the series itself ends. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we all have Lambert and Woffenden in the series if they were to miss out on the top six. Um, considering the injuries that have happened to Vasilik and Thompson this year, do they get a second chance or do they try and blood some newbies in next year? But we'll wait and see how that goes and um, we'll talk about that in the well, future. I mean, but, assuming... Um... I'm alright thinking that assuming Beaulieu finishes in the top six, then Lambert would be in anyway, wouldn't he? No, Frick would be. Was he fourth? Was he? I thought it was Lambert. Frick, yeah, Frick was fourth. Lambert oh, okay. Was fifth, I think. Yeah. Um, it would take something massive for Jack Holder to get into it, for then for then Lambert to. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to need to reel off like three wins, I think. <laughs> but in terms of our predictions, um, Rob came out on top this week. He correctly predicted Dan Beaulieu to win. So, well done, Rob. Extend your lead in the Prediction League again. Um, Seems. I went Schmarslick, failed, and Kane's foolishly gone with Janoski. I've learnt my lesson. Never again. Have you learned? I, yeah, I, I thought me and Nathan learned that lesson pretty early on, to be honest. He, he did yeah. do quite well, but he just sort of didn't do well enough. Did, did he win? No. No, so he didn't do well so enough. He, I was going to say a really <laughs> bad word then, but I won't. He did bad. Let's not set up the second best. If you ain't first, first you last. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, and then moving on, we had the another one of our predictions, which was the um, Championship League Riders Championship over at where was that? That was at Pool cool. last week, um, which was won by Sam Masters in the end. Um, picked himself up off the deck quite a few times. Um, rode through adrenaline, I believe, um, to take the title from Danny King, who finished second. 
and Louis Kerr, who finished third. Unfortunately, Ryan Douglas had to pull out of the final after their smash um, in the final itself, coming out of the first bend. So, um, probably just reward for Sam Masters for the season that he's had, uh, Rob. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think he's, he's, de- he's definitely one of the best, if not the best rider in the championship at the moment. So um, even with a, with an injury, I think um, that, that, was, that was the only question mark over this meeting um, for him. I think that uh, a fully fit Sam Masters wins this meeting. I think he's the best rider in the fit, was the best rider in the field. So yeah, I don't think anybody can begrudge him winning that one, to be fair. And you, a worthy winner? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, in my opinion, he's clearly been the best rider in the league. Um, I, I didn't really pick him because uh, I think he was still pick, uh, carrying the injuries. I think we, I did mention him, though, so you, know, so you know, I'm still quite knowledgeable, just not knowledgeable enough. Um, but it's it's just one of them things. Um, if he didn't win it, it would have been a shame. Um, but, yeah, it's again, he's, he's proved that even when people don't pick him, like us, he's, he still delivers. And... Um, it's a shame for Ryan Douglas, though, because uh, he was doing really well in the meeting, I think. Um, we'll never know. I think he was clear as well when he crashed. I'm not sure on that. I didn't watch the meeting. So you never know what could have happened, but it is what well, it is. Well, that's annoying because I'd picked him as well. Yeah. You know, that would have been that would have been two, two, two correct predictions in a week. Well, in that case, it was actually all right that he crashed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's... Uh, no, at the end, Douglas had a really good season as well, so it's one of them things, even like... Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know what the racing was like, but it was a good lineup, and hopefully the racing delivered. Maybe it might have been acceptable. Yeah. It weren't a midday start, so I think it was more than acceptable in the end. Don't talk to me about midday starts today. <laughs> we'll come. We might come and touch on that again in a minute. But um, unfortunately, for Peterborough and Plymouth fans, Michael Palm Toft uh, had to withdraw from the meeting again. I believe he's gone off for further treatment now. Um, I would be surprised if we see him again this season, to be honest, but that's my own personal opinion. But um, for me, a worthy winner with Sam Masters, um, consistently the best rider in the championship. Um, With his commitments in Poland and the Premiership, will we see him back in the championship next year, Kane, do you think? I think Edinburgh will try, but hopefully not. (laughs) No, I don't don't know. Um, it, it comes down to what the team building rules are, really. Um, if they clamp down on the doubling up rules, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I think Edinburgh would do everything they can to make sure he's back there next season. And I think Rob, the same goes for Josh Pickering as well. Um, Edinburgh would have a real uphill task if they lost both of those next season. Yeah, I think again, just just reiterating what what Kane said. Uh, depending on what the the team building rules are, were they able to fit both in? I'd be surprised if they can, um, um, and then still have a competitive team elsewhere. So I think they might have to go one or the other and really push for one or the other. Um, I would guess they're pro- they'd probably push for Masters rather than Pickering. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think Edinburgh might have to lose one of them at least over the uh, over the close season. I think. Yeah, and then uh, over back to our predictions league then, and um, Rob came the closest again. Um, fourth place for him with Ryan Douglas. Um, probably unlucky not to have, as you say, won it in the end because um, he looked like he was in good form. Kane, he, you had Richard Lawson, I believe. I um, he made it to the semi-final. He was picked by Danny King and Louis Kerr, and I had Chris Harris, who 
finished with two wins, but other than that, was pretty dreadful, to be honest. So, just about sums up my predictions this year. Um, I mean, where, should, where else shall I go that I can have some crap predictions? But <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go over. We'll, we'll review the European pairs that happened this weekend as well in uh, Slanger up in Denmark. Um, Tom Brennan, uh, Chris Harris, and Leon Flint represented uh, Great Britain. Um, Unfortunately, Adam Ellis was, was supposed to be in the squad after his maximum in the semi. Um, but he had to play through injury. But it was a meeting won by Denmark in the end, I believe, with 26 points. Uh, well done to friend of the show, Rasmus Jensen, and Michael Jepsen Jensen, who came out on top against the Czech Republic, who had Vaclav Milik and Jan Kovec. And Poland finished in third with Gregor Zangotta and Norbert Krakowiak. Um, fortunately, Great Britain ended up in sixth place with 15 points. Uh, Brennan and Harris collecting seven and Leon Flint a point. But um, all the same, a, a fairly decent job from them came. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the lineups, I wouldn't say it's like a, a tip-top event for any nation. Um, but still, it's it's drag time. Um, it's more experience for Flint and Brennan as well on the, the intercontinental scene. And Harris is a, probably one of our best yeah. players to have there. You know, he's, he's one of the more knowledgeable ones. Um, He's been around for years, so yeah. I mean, we might not have had the result that we'd have hoped for, but I'm sure they've learnt a lot more than they would have done before they went. So yeah, there's positives to take out from it. Yeah, Rob, I think the main positives are, although um, Leon Flint didn't score very well, but uh, Tom Brennan getting another reasonably good score on the continent. So it is all good track time for him riding overseas. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, obviously, the, to to finish only to only uh, beat Norway probably is a little bit. They, they were they were probably hoping for a, for a slightly better result. Um, yeah, Leon Flint obviously with only scoring one point um, may have hoped for a, for a little bit more. But uh, as you say, for for him and Brennan, that's it's just uh, experience on the continent, on new tracks, on different tracks in different countries. So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too disappointed and too disheartened about the result um, in terms of actually the pairing. You would say. That the uh, the strongest pairing won that meeting pretty comfortably, and I'm yeah with with uh, Rasmus Jensen and Michael Jepsen Jensen. That's that 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 would take some beating. We with uh, even with our um with a full strength GB team out. You know, you you could see us having problems against them. So yeah, I think it's 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 uh it's just experience building, isn't it? Um, it's not something that the European pairs isn't something that we that, that Britain necessarily targets in terms of medals, but um yeah, it's all experience, isn't it? Yeah, and and just talking about experience and, and moving on to our final roundup for this week, it was the SGP3, um, the new 250cc uh, event, which happened in Roxlav just before the GP itself. Um, there was two semi-finals, I believe, on Wednesday and Thursday, and then the final itself was on Friday, um, and it was a win for Mikkel Anderson. And for those of you unfamiliar with um, Mikkel, he is the son of former Coventry B, Brian Anderson. Uh, second place was Vilads Nagel Christiansen. In third was, this is going to be a good one, Anthony Korzynski and Casper Mania finished in fourth. But uh, what was more pleasing for, from a British perspective was to see both Luke Harrison and Ace Piper qualify for the final and both put up reasonably good performances to finish with six and five respectively, Kane. Yeah, and I think the racing is actually meant to be quite good as well. I, I didn't watch it, um, but yeah, I mean, 
it's just great to see young riders having a chance even on the televised well, it wasn't it was technically a televised meeting even though it wasn't on telly but it was secretly it was discovery weren't it yeah but still you know, it's better than nothing um, and again like we've said about the European pairs it's more track time for British riders um, Ace and Luke are probably two of the the more right like the might have been more potential that you can see at the moment. Um, I don't think we expected any either of them to win, but you know, you're going out there, you're doing well. I think Luke came second in his semi-final, so yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, it's still a long way to go. I think they're both 15 years old as well, so yeah, you know, there's plenty of time for them to kick on and be world champions. Yet. Am I right in uh, so, Am I right in thinking there was a there was a third British rider as well, and he missed out on a reserve Max, place on count back? I'm not going to get the name wrong. Is he called Max? Is, is he, it Max James? I was going to say Max James. I was scared. I was almost going to say Max Perry, but I think it was Max James. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think it's Max as well. There was a third one in the semi. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think. Um, well I think he missed. Sorry, mate. Go on. Go on. Yeah, he only just. Missed. Yeah, no. Sorry, you probably know more than me. To be honest. Yeah, I, I think he, that, I, he was in it. I think he missed out on a reserve spot for the final on on count back. I think off the top of my head. So um, yeah, he's unlucky not to not to have at least been involved vaguely in the uh, in the final in the end. But yeah, no, it's, it's yeah decent performances all yeah, round. Well I think. Done. Yeah, well done to all the guys that were involved in that. And um, I think that that wraps up uh, the meeting which happened last week. And just to bring you some more team news, just before the. The uh, transfer window firmly shuts its door. Um, Plymouth brought in uh, Lee Complin and Connor Coles in place of the injured Alfie Botel and Harry McGurk in a late change to to try and change their fortunes. And as we go into this week, um, there's an important fixture at Plymouth tomorrow. Um, if you're listening live on the radio today, if you're listening on the podcast, then the meeting's probably nearly finished anyway. But um, Plymouth against Redcar is effectively the final big meeting of the season, so it's important that they've made these changes, Kane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, for, for me personally, I would I would hope that it doesn't work out and Redcar make the playoffs because I like Redcar. But you know, I mean, it strengthens them for the playoffs. You don't want to go into you know the playoffs with like one or two fit riders. I mean, they're still going to have a few on the sidelines, but I think. If this they said it was a yeah, sort of like a tactical move, isn't it? Because they're possibly going to Edinburgh, and I think yeah, the, I think it's the same with Connor Coles and Leicester. But yeah, you know it's it, hopefully it works. I don't I don't really know. Good sign. Going to be missing Speedway. I mean, they're going to be missing Ben Barker and Michael Palm Toft anyway. Um, but with the use of guests, they're, they're always going to find themselves within a meeting somewhere. Yeah. And Redcar's away form hasn't been great. Um, Redcar just need to pick up the point at Plymouth tomorrow, but it's a tight technical track. It'll all depend on how they get on there. Indeed. But they have got Richard Lawson. So, big up the lawman. I can't remember who Plymouth yeah, are. Redcar, Red Richard Lawson, I'm pretty sure. I'll have a quick look, see. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, have a little look, boy. We'll talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> uh, before um, we get into our interview with our guest, we've got uh, Carl Bickley coming on the show in a minute um, as we preview the British Under-21 final, which is happening at Birmingham on Wednesday evening. Um, 
I think we'll just quickly move into our first prediction for this Lawson week. Lawson is um, guesting which... for Plymouth. For Thank Red you. Car. Thank you, for Mr. Red Car, even. Thank you. Thank you, Cammy. <laughs> Thank you. So before we move into our interview, we'll, we'll move into our first preview um, of this week, which um, is the SEC Round 3, which makes its way over to Lodz in Poland. Um, I've done a little bit of research on this because I wanted to get my predictions up to scratch oh, again. God. To be fair, not many of these riders have rode there this season, apart from Lebedevs and Milik. And I made the mistake of picking them two last time and made to look stupid. I think they both come they come 15th and 16th in the first round. They did, yeah, I remember you saying that. Uh, yeah, that was a rib nick, and I thought they'll go well there, and then they ruined me. But uh, uh, the lineup's been announced. Uh, Adam Ellis is named in the lineup, as is Kai Huckenbeck. Um, whether they actually ride, I am not 100% sure. Is, um, is, is Milik fit as well? Obviously, he was he, he, he was in did, a bit of a bad way last game, championship. They're the European pairs, so I'd assume yeah, I so. That, as far as I'm aware, all he had was a concussion. So, and, oh, okay. and this is where I, I was asking about the rule change, because usually in Britain there's a 10-day period, sit-out period. But then I believe Milik rode in Poland the day after the crash at Glasgow. Yeah, he rode in which, two a, Polish matches, but didn't ride in Sweden. It was quite strange. I don't know if their rules are different, but... Weird. You'd think we'd have uh, the rules would just be across the board in terms yeah. of injuries, wouldn't you? But I don't know. I, I especially concussion as well. I, I would have thought that they would be the same. Yeah, you don't want you don't want riders racing with a concussion, do you? No. But no. Hey, obviously, do what, things slightly differently know? in Poland. What do we know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, Casper uh, Warner is the wild card uh, for this meeting. Um, who shall I come to first? As Rob's in the lead, I'm going to let him pick first because I'm nice like that about who is going to win. I've got some interesting stats, actually. Do you want to? Go on, go on. Fling Fine. some stats out. In Yanis Kolodzies, for example, in his 12 heats, he's only come lower than second once. Interesting stat time. Is that the only I'm stat? Of them today. Is that the only one, or have we got yeah. any more? No, there's more. Um, what more do you want? Um, God, in, far more like races, yeah. in his 10 races, Kai Huckenbeck has not won one. Um, <laughs> what else have I got? Cheers. Patrick Dudek has only finished lower than second twice in his 12 heats that he's had. I could go on forever. I found this earlier. I thought it was really good. Um, and, and Adam Ellis has not finished higher than third. I'm, I'm not laughing. I will probably yeah. not be picking Adam Ellis to win the uh, round of win, win this particular round. Have you got any stats on Lebedevs? I like him. Lebedevs. I'll bring, I'll bring up some stats for you. He has actually rode at Lodz this season. He's not won a heat yet in the SEC oh. in his two meetings. So oh. it's up to you if you. Personally, I, I tend to stray away from Lebedev, so I won't like. But I, I have a, a, like a liking him. for Lebedev. Like well, there's no issue with liking him. I just. Yeah. I might pick I, I him because I like him. I don't think there's any issue with picking Lebedev's if you want to pick him, if you like him. I just wouldn't pick him myself. Not ever for anything, I don't think. But oh. anyway. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Patrick Dudek. Oh. No huge particular reason, only that I thought one of you two might pick him, so I thought I'd go with Patrick Dudek. Whereas me and Rob strayed away from the polls last time, we're going straight in for the polls this time. Is it because it's in Poland? 
Might have something to do with it. Yeah, well, uh, I, as long as I, I think you'd stray away. From a street, I think you go with the poles anywhere unless it's Glasgow. So those darn foam <laughs> fences. How dare they! Foam fences and a bit of a grippy track. Oh, dirt! How dare they! they? Oh, God, bit of water on the track. No, no, don't do it. Disgraceful. Shocking. Anyway, anyway, sorry, Kane. I'm seeing nothing. Uh, Dan Bewley. Cheers. Don't need any libel action. No, Dan Bewley. <laughs> Big Dan. And here's that here's that British hype coming back again. Dan Bewley's now going to win every meeting that he's involved in ever. Just gonna ruin, yeah, that's it. He's never he's not losing a meeting ever nope, again. Never ever. Oh, I wrote that in the wrong column. You're not picking Dan oh, Bewley. Okay, Dan Bewley. Yep, he's in. I'm mm. going to go. I mean, Kudik was on my choice, but you know what? I'm going to go for Yanis Kolodziej. But then wrap up the SEC series, make his way into the GP series, and then join us as a guest on the podcast in the coming weeks. I mean, I don't, I don't know if yeah, if Yanis Kolodziej is going to win, but I think Yanis Kolodziej might win. Now, don't Yana, start man. with the uh, naming again. <laughs> it's Yanis. <laughs> it's got a Z on the in it. <laughs> when you said Casper Warren, E-G. E-G. Casper Warren, Casper Varina, isn't it? No, it's Warren. Oh, because W W in Polish. Polish is like a V sound. Volos. So it's, Kas- it's Volos. Oh no, it's all right. This, this this should be a whole episode. Is going Volos. on your pronunciations Volos. of Polish names. Dmitry Bergi. I'm going to think of another. Yeah, to be fair, if you were if if you listen to my dad say Dimitri Berge's name, it's Dimitri Burge. In fact, no, let me get the accent right. It's Dimitri Burge. Burge. Let's get that right. <laughs> we we won't we have a show at the end of the season where we just pronounce a load of riders' names. We come just up come, with the worst pronunciation. Just get the rider database up and no, every single know. you might upset a few people, but why not? I think I think it sounds like fun. Yeah, we'll just we'll go for it. Right, talk amongst yourself. I'm just sending Carl Bickley a, a link to the meeting. I'll get the Bellevue score and the Wolverhampton score. Well, actually, it's the Wolverhampton and the Bellevue Wait score. We're going to be a, a bit pedantic, but it is Wolves twelve. You let me know how Bellevue Matt, Matty Zegar. Matty Zegar has two. Is that from one ride? I assume yep. that's one from one ride. Um, Wolves haven't finished lower than third. Uh, Bellevue have one heat winner, Max Frick. Charles Wright. Oh, no, there were two. Brady Kurtz and Max Frick. Was uh, Was anyone else surprised about how close the score was earlier today? I was... Yeah. I, Bellevue at home nowadays just seems to be... A, I just... just I think seems midday to be meetings, you don't old. seem to get as much home advantage. No, you could so be right, it's, yeah. It's that meeting, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's all that unacceptable racing kind of stuff. Um, no, I, I I thought it would be, I thought Bellevue would still win, but um, I, w- I wasn't expecting like a sixty thirty or anything like that. I thought they would have gone a little bit more, but it is what it is. By all accounts, it was um, it, it was a lot of wins from gate one and three early doors. I did see that on the speedy updates, and it did cost me a little bit of money, but it's fine. I'm over it. Be gamble aware, boys and girls. And then, and then, the fun yeah. stopped and I stopped, so it's okay. That's not that stopped for me, to be fair, especially after what happened at Peterborough early. Um, 
and a new one for me, a tyre shortage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of a tyre shortage at a speedway meeting? I, 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 I we're not having tyres. Wait, didn't even apparently, start. apparently there were bits of tyre flying off mid midway through a heat, or through multiple heats. Apparently, from what I'm hearing. Um, I've seen images of Benjamin Basso's back wheel after his puncture in his last race, which which just looks horrendous. And there's some from Hans Anderson that has got tyres from like one race old, I think. It's strange. It's strange because like, I thought last season, obviously, because it's analyst tyres now that um, we use here, isn't it? Um, and they're banned from the Grand Prix, which is obviously strange. Um, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of controversy with them last season. There was a lot of riders complaining about them last season, but then it seemed to go away for ages. And then all of a sudden, we've got a meeting abandoned because everybody's run out of tyres. Eight of the fourteen tyres provided were unusable, apparently. Analyst, isn't it? <laughs> Lordy. Not enough tyres to finish a meeting. Ah, well. Just walk. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? We can. Yes, we can hear you, mate. Yep. Yeah. Oh, see, uh, Kyle has joined us on the show, so welcome, Kyle. How are we doing this evening? All good. All good. All good. Good to hear. So, um, just wanted to... Go on, sorry. Oh, I didn't say anything. He's going mad, oh, isn't he? I thought you were just... Uh, you were going into the Hey, I thought you were saying something. My, my signal kept dropping out there. That's fine. So, um... Carl, we just brought you on the show. Obviously, um, coming up this week on Wednesday evening, we've got the British Under-21 final... Uh, which you're involved in after um, you qualified out of the British Under-21 semi-final uh, over at Mildenhall at the beginning of the season. It's a, it's a meeting I had a chance to have a quick chat with you at. And um, if you remember, it was a bit of a bit of a marathon in the end at Mildenhall. Uh, um, yeah, it was definitely. It's, it's always a bit of a marathon there. I mean, um, I like the promotion and everything, every, everyone down there, but it's always... Just always seems to be so many crashes, eh? Like every time, just a bit of carnage. Um, so I'm there on Sunday as well. This Sunday coming, so yeah. Hopefully, it's a bit shorter this time. Yeah, well, we we spoke to um, we were we had Greg Blow, Blow Greg, Greg, Blow. Greg Blair on the show last week. Um, and I've, <laughs> and uh, obviously, he was excited to be going down to Mildenhall next week, but he accepted a guest booking at Mildenhall this week, and. Um, uh, for Oxford, so I mean, he managed to get some practice in for Berwick. Um, but obviously, you're you're top of the league with Berwick at the moment, so you must be looking forward to going down to Mildenhall. Well, I say looking forward. Um, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but looking to 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 get some points out of the meeting. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, it's just um, I felt I felt I felt like it's more about like just now these last two meetings, just getting what we can out of it, but making sure no one gets injured and making sure, you know, everyone's having a good bit of track time and, and keeping themselves topped up because it's just like, you know, the last thing you want is to be going bags out in one of those meetings when you already made the playoffs and get an injury that, that wasn't worth getting. Um, that can just totally ruin your chances. So you've just got to be careful, really, and play it by ear. Obviously, you don't go there to lose, but then, you know, there's nothing... Not to um, 
don't do anything too rash and just think about what you're doing, I think. Because um, it's, it's a long old season and you don't want to get injured, you know, just before just before you get the chance to um, win something. Of course, and um, we wish you luck at, at both Milton Hall, but also... Oh, Nathan is gone. Yeah, no, I think his signal's gone, Carl. Um, yeah, he's totally gone, actually. He's totally gone. And he's back again. Would you like hey. uh, um, Mason Watson and Ace Piper and then seeing Kieran Douglas and Ben Rathbone going down to reserve. Um, you've got a, a big, big element of strength and depth in your side. Yeah, we have actually, you know, it's, <clears throat> I think it's always the same where no matter who goes down, um, it's it's always like a pretty good team. Um, we've always got someone, we've always got two people down reserve who, who can can score some points, which is good. And, um, you know, I think it's a very balanced out team um, compared to some teams in the league, you know, the, the very top end heavy or... And, and and they're part of the bottom end and the reserves, like you know, they really really struggle. So I think we've got a really good team in the way it's being balanced and built. Um, I think you know, the league, the league this year again it's been diluted. Um, and I think Berwick, are, the, the 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 average of the, the team now is stupidly over. I think um, it must be like eight eight points over. I think. I do have so, a, an interesting stat about Berwick. Uh, the home averages, the lowest average rider is a 5.93, and the highest is 11.15. So that's so yeah. home advantage. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. You think about it. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, like, if you, your lowest score is getting six points a minute, and your highest score is getting, you know, 11, 12... That's off. Like that, average to be off four rides, are they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming Kyle's the eleven. He is. Uh, <laughs> Kieran <laughs> Douglas is five nine three, and Greg Blair's up there on a ten nineteen. Jesus, uh-huh. that's uh, that's some stat. With her, I reckon. I reckon that's like some stat, but you know, yeah, but it's just sure though. We pull them out every week. Pardon? We've, we're full of stats here, Kyle. We pull them out every week. I've got to be ready. Interesting though. Interesting. Yeah, that was cool to listen to actually. It's um that is yeah, some home advantage. It is. That's my job for the year done. <laughs> but it's it's not it's not just um, a season that's been based on home advantage and, and winning meetings at Berwick. Um, you, you've you've been successful on your away travels as well, and um, it's that that's, that's got you into the position you are. So you must be in a position where you don't fear anybody that much going into the playoffs. Um, no, I don't. Over two legs, I don't think we uh, we really do. Um, I think maybe I think maybe Leicester is pretty tough, um, but I think over two legs uh, it should be okay. I think we should be anyone over two legs. Um, the fact that we've already been everywhere in, uh, this season as well is um, very helpful. Um, 
you know, we've got to go at Leicester again, yet again, um, in the league or something. Or we've got to go anyways, I think, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, you know, going to, all these, going to these tracks and stuff, and that, that is a team we could, um, we could definitely meet, I think. So it's, it's handy to get there again and um, get another meeting against the guys. Yeah, definitely. And moving away from from the National League and into the the Championship, it's been very much a, a stop-start season for you, Carl. And obviously, you started the season with Berwick in the Championship as well. Um, unfortunately, you were let go from there and joined Newcastle, I believe. I don't think you wrote... Did you ride a meeting for Newcastle in the end, or was it just one? No, I think I was... Um, I think I was in Newcastle rider for about a day and a half. And then... Um, <laughs> Well, it was Monday night, I think it was we had Plymouth on Tuesday and we were setting off in about, this was like half 11 at night, and I think we would have been setting off at like 7 in the morning, so it was, you know, it was only like 8 hours before we got to set off for Plymouth, and it was like, it was, it was a weird one because, um, like, I wasn't sure, too sure about timing, because um, I'd heard a lot of rumours and stuff, and then it was like, they kind of talked me around to it and like assured me everything was like spot on and everything, and I was like took my time in it and everything and I was like right okay it sounds it sounds okay like we'll see how it goes kind of thing like yeah yeah no problem and um, I just got, I got this text on the blue and it was just like no meeting tomorrow um, rest of the season is cancelled uh, sorry <laughs> I was just like what <laughs> like what I just texted him like you know what what's that about and I never got a reply so that was that um isn't what you want, really, is it? But yeah, it was a. It was, I, don't, I don't know. It was just a weird season for me. I think it was just it was horrible. Um, I never. I had a few good meetings, but nothing ever like outstanding. I don't think. Um, and yeah, I just you know I didn't. I started off okay, and then I just um, I was struggling with bikes and stuff, and then. Just jumping from team to team was just wasn't helping me. I don't think get back on the ladder, um, especially in hockey. It's getting getting to the business end of the season, and um, I think Ray Carey really wanted to push mm. push the playoffs. Um, so it's it's hard. Well, I mean that was that was a sort of a strange one as well. When, when you compare um, yourself and. It's, it seemed a strange decision to to almost let you go to bring someone in who was who was riding at a similar level, looking for an improvement. Um, yeah, I mean it's, I mean I don't know. It's if if you look at the end of twenty twenty one, you know, I was I felt like I was going pretty good at Berwick. I was going pretty good um, most places actually in twenty twenty one and sort of the middle of the season. Um, you know, I was always good for like seven, six, seven, eight points, you know, towards the end of the season. I had a couple of double figures. Um, and I felt good at the start of the year as well. I think I started with like seven or eight points in my first meeting. Six or seven points maybe, or four rides, which is okay, mm-hmm. first meeting of the season. Um, and I just I just started struggling with my bikes and engines and stuff. And I was going to Poland at the time as well. And everything was new and I was just so busy at the time and it was, we were kind of all finding our feet. Um, it was like adapting to things kind of thing and, and I think I was just struggling and I, I said, I said like, I'm struggling, like, 
like I'm not sure what's going on with these Miller bikes, but like I am really struggling. And um, I thought it was me for a while, and then I was like, we um, basically like we sent the engines away for service and changed back to um, my old tuner who done them, and like he you know sent me them back and they were perfect. They were like bob on, and I think I saw like wow, I thought that was thought that was me all season. Thought it was just me, and I'm not riding it properly, but it wasn't. I don't think so. It was just, I don't know. It was just tough because uh, I think to replace Ty because he was injured, um, he was a 4.6 average, um, and you know there's no one else that can bring in. Like if you look at if you look at the league and the availability of riders at the time, there's a very very short list list of riders on under a four six average that could bring in so I think um they have to bring a foreign in but then they come in on a five point average assessed. So I think it was a case of, you know, having to, you know, free free up a bit down the bottom of the same with me as well and and sign two new reserves. So, you know, it's just the way it goes, I think, you know, it's speedway and it happens. Um and it's uh part of the job description I suppose yeah I mean Speedway's generally always been known as a numbers game and unfortunately you were a victim of the numbers on this occasion but wanting to look ahead to next season um, you've got aspirations obviously to appear back in the championship again and maybe higher as well you're still young you're still under 21 so obviously you want to where do you see yourself in a year's time or where do you want to see yourself um yeah, I just want to see myself, you know, I just, honestly, I just want to see myself, like, enjoying the sport and um, and uh, just feeling good about, like, how I'm riding. And I think, you know, wherever level I end up at, um, I'll be happy with, you know. It's uh, definitely in the championship and, and maybe the premiership as well, but I just, uh, yeah, I need to work hard over the winter and uh, just give myself a kickstart for next season and, um just make sure everything's in line and sort it out and give it a good crack. Try and start with a bang um, and then keep the momentum going, I think. That's, I think that's the plan for next year. Um, and, uh, yeah, just have some fun, hopefully, and hopefully win some races. Hopefully so. And, obviously, now we move on to a meeting that's coming this week and the British Under-21 final. Um, you're in it. Um, as they say, you got to be in it to win it. So, how do you fancy your chances? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to meeting. Eh? Like, it's a it's a good track. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot better now than it was maybe last year or something. Um, I need to sort it out. It's quite decent when I rode there at the start of the year with Berwick. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I haven't been riding as much as. As the rest all had. I mean, some of them are riding six or seven days a week at the moment, and I'm, you know, I think I haven't rode in like three weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard when it comes out of that. But yeah, I'm gonna go and give it. I'm gonna go and give it a crack. I think, and um, just see what happens. You know, just enjoy the meeting, and um, it's a good bike time. Yeah, I mean, there's riders obviously in the lineup who've who've ridden 
as you say, quite a few meetings recently. And you look at the likes of Tom Brennan, Leon Flint, who have been riding on the continent. You've got Drew Kemp as well, Jason Edwards, Jordan Jenkins, who ride in all three leagues. So it's it's a tough field, but um, you must be confident of, of causing some upsets. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, making a start and just um, getting out in front, you can cause some people uh, some problems. But, you know, I've not had... Uh, I've not had the luxury of riding that much um, at all because, uh, you know, ever since COVID came around and stuff, I've never really had the chance in the Premiership. Um, and, yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. So it does really make a huge difference. And you feel so much better once you've been on the bike four or five days um, in a week. I mean, it's tiring, but, like, you get to that fifth day and it's just, it feels like... Uh, just like a normal day, you just jump on the bike and it just happens. And there's no, there's no sort of um, nerves or anything. You just hop on. If it, um, plus, if you're riding four or five meetings a week, you know you don't get. If you have a bad meet, if you have a bad race in a bad meeting and you're racing, you know, once a week, twice a week, you know, that's twenty five percent of your, if if you bike time in a week. If you have a bad race when you're racing four or five times a week. You know, it's like what ten eight percent or something. I don't even know. It's it's it doesn't matter because you've got so many more to look forward to and so much more to do. Definitely, yeah. But I mean, the three of us, we'll, we wish you the best for the under twenty one. We'll be keeping a close eye on it. Just coming on the show immediately makes you a friend of the show. Um, have we got? Have we got any? More, we've got no more friends of the show in the lineup. So uh, we're all rooting for you, Kyle, on Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. But um, um, just looking ahead to next season as well, obviously as a Cumbrian yourself, you must be excited to see the track uh, work going up at Northside Workington coming back into the league next year. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to ride there. I haven't, I haven't had the luxury of riding there yet. Um, you know, I might try and get down really soon, trying to even get on the track. Um, I know a few people have rode it. I know Dan's rode it. Yeah, Bewley. Um, you know, Steve Lawson, he built the track, um, along with some like Andrew Bain and stuff and there's there's a lot of them anyways and they've had a, they've had a bit of bike time in it, but you know, I'd love to get down there. Um it looks like an amazing track. Looks unreal. Um it's yeah, it's probably like similar size to Red Car, but it's like a lot wider. I think it's wider than Bellevue. But it's like a similar size of a red car. Yeah. You know, basically, if you hit the fence there, you're doing something wrong because it's, it's it's a long way off the curb. Um, <laughs> foot and high, it looks it looks like a really fun track. Before before I hand over to these two, I just I had a couple more things to ask you. Obviously, I, I said to you, we had Greg Blair on the show last week. He had a lot of nice things to say about you, Carl. Um, in particular, um, did you enjoy your trip to Cardiff? Yeah, we had a crack in down the car. This is there. Um, Did you find <laughs> your way around the track okay? Around the way, sorry? Did you find your way around the track to your seat okay? Oh, well, I'm, I suppose he's told you, has he? Yeah, he has told us, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, anyways, we got there. And, like, I don't know, I mean, they must not have sold as many tickets, so there must not have been as many bars open. So we got up there and it was like 
obviously it was like 35 degrees or something, like 30 degrees or something stupid. So we're all cagging for a drink because like eight of us and I need to find a bar, like it just needs to happen. I'm not waiting in the queue. So like I'm like walking around and walking around and I managed to find a bar with like on a different level that was quite, it was like a, it was a middle level. Like you had to take the lift to get in, like to get there from where we were. So I managed to get there and, um, you know, we all got pints and uh, cut the queue basically. But then we had a problem getting back to our seats. It took us a while to get back, but um, now nah, it was all good though because we had a few pints each, so kept us occupied. And uh, now nah, it was a cracking weekend though. It was a really good weekend. Um, yeah, but... it is a bit of... oh, gone. No, sorry, I was just going to say like um, what we found and what we discussed. We discussed it on the show in the last week or so. Um, Cardiff is more about the experience than the actual meeting itself. I don't know what you think. So oh. the fact that the meet the meeting was quite poor, it didn't really matter because a we had a British winner in the end, and b you could have a drink. Yeah, exactly. I think it is about the experience more. Um, I've always preferred the experience. Um, of, of just it's just just the weekend itself. You know, I think it's great. You know, seeing so many people you know and. Um, Everyone's not so uptight as they normally are at um, meetings and stuff, and it's a lot more relaxed. I enjoy it, you know. It's chilled out. You you go around walking around the shops and um, have a drink, and you know, have a laugh with some folk, see lots of different people, meet different people, speak to different people. I think it's great. Um, although the GP wasn't the best, you know, it was good because Dan managed to win. Um, and also, it's just a it's just a cracking weekend, I think. So it kind of makes up for it. Yeah, definitely so. And um, <coughs> I just wanted to touch on um, like what it's like. Do you does Ty Proctor live with you? No, no, no. He, Is he staying with you? He, he sometimes comes and stays up here. Um, get the hotel close. Uh, just down the road, um, now and again on the weekends, just because his bikes, his bikes are at my place. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember having a discussion with him about it. Yeah, but he's obviously he's Sheffield, uh, so he's he's four hours down the road. I was just I was just thinking, like, how long does it take you to have breakfast in the morning? Because he can talk, that man. <laughs> oh, and I don't, I try to answer the phone. <laughs> But no, it's uh, nah, it's you know me as uh, you know me when he comes and stays at mine, he, he goes there's a hotel on my farm, and uh, you know me as breakfast there on his own, and I uh, have my breakfast on my own, so you know, keeps more of the day fresh, <laughs> more of the day to do stuff. <laughs> Lovely. So um, before we move on, then um, Rob, have you got anything uh, you uh- want to ask, Carl? I am primed with my with my usual ten questions, so I'll leave the uh, I'll leave the Cumbrians to talk. I think, mate. I think I think Kane's. I think he's just had to pop off for a minute. So if if you want to crack on with your quick fire ten, Rob, uh, Kyle, if you don't mind, for every guest we have on the show, we have a quick fire ten questions for you to answer. Nothing nothing difficult. How, uh... Just the first thing that comes to your head. Right. Yeah. Quick fire. Quick fire. Yeah. So... Yeah. Rob, right. Rob will explain to you. None of them are particularly quick fire. Yeah, it depends on the guest, really. Some of the guests have t- uh, aren't very quick, and some of them answer them much quicker than I'm expecting them to. So, yeah, it's just ten questions, mate. Um, nothing particularly, uh, nothing there to trip you up or anything. So, 
Um, we'll crack on. Uh, question number one, what's your favourite track? Uh, Glasgow. Perfect. Uh, number two, the, your favourite, the yeah, your favourite rider that you've raced with. Oh, um, probably, probably like probably Koki or Crusaris. I imagine. No, perfect. Um, number three, uh, your f- three favourite things about Speedway. Um, the adrenaline. Yeah, um, the speed, yep. and maybe speed, and I don't know unpredictableness. Is that even a word? No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, number four. Uh, which track was your first pro race on, and where did you finish? Um, Newport. Uh, one, two, fives, and dead last because of women. <laughs> I find a lot of a lot of the a lot of the guests they're either they've either fallen off or had an engine failure or they win it. There doesn't seem to be an in between. Nobody seems to finish second or third. It's yeah, either no fall off, engine blow up, or they've won it. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's always just, yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, your favorite rider ever, past or present? Um. I, I really like the Kelly Moran style on the bike. Yeah. Great style. Oh, perfect. Um, and also, I, I like Wiggy as well. Yeah. Simon Wig. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, then, uh, number six, your best moment in Speedway so far? Uh, I'd pick one out, you know. Uh, I'd imagine you know what it's probably it's probably working in 2018 when we um, managed to come back from like a 31 point deficit in the second leg, <laughs> something like that. It was yeah, crazy. yeah, that was Pretty that was against match. Edinburgh, wasn't it? Yeah, Kane Kane goes on about that 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 Matt meeting quite a lot. To be fair, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy, uh, crazy old night. That was <laughs> uh, number seven. Your least favorite thing about Speedway. Oh. Just how, how probably how honestly how how hard it is to just sort of get going. Like uh, you think of any sport, it's like I don't know, like motocross and stuff. You get twenty five minutes, but in speedway you get a minute. So it's yeah, that's probably my, at least the thing. Is, it's very very short. Yeah. I can imagine it's a lot of a uh, lot of yeah, you know, especially if you say you've got to go to Plymouth. There's a lot of drivings for say four minutes. Well, Plymouth is even less four less than four minutes in there because the track's so small. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, your question number eight. Your pick for 2022 world champion. Seems as it, seeing as it's got a little bit closer at the top now than it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, 2022 world champion. I'm not sure. How close they are at the top on points? Is it close? Is it, is how close is it? I mean, it's closer now. So Smarzlik's leading. Um, I think Madsen is twelve 20, off him. Yeah, I think Dan's um, twenty-four off. Yeah, and then and Dan Dan Pudi's twenty-four off. But obviously, he's you know two two wins on the trot. He's put himself right right in it. Um, how many rounds left? Three. I think it's going to be Smarzlik. You know. Yeah. 
I mean, Dan's going brilliantly right now. And I think maybe next year he could be in with a real shout of it. It's unreal to win back-to-back GBs. But, you know, 12-point lead and a rider of Smashic's calibre. Yeah, he just doesn't uh, He doesn't have a bad round, does he? Like, a bad round for him is a semi-final yeah. place, isn't it? So. Yeah, that's the problem. He's so consistent. Yeah. He's, um, he's not one of them who scores one or two points in a night. He's, he'll always score... Eight, nine, ten, eleven—you know, minimum. minimum. Yeah, even worse than Yeah, I think, I think, I think they might. I think the, I think an injury might stop him from winning it. But I, I can't ever remember hearing of him getting injured or even crashing. To be perfectly honest, I can't really I remember. Can't no, <laughs> you said that and like puzzled my brain. That was. No, I think I've seen him I've like lay the bike down once or twice, but not have a proper, proper big smash, which is, which is surprising. No. The way he can sort of like dive bomb into the corners and stuff. So. No, it is. Well, I kind of blew my mind a little bit there. After where I was, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it myself. I can't remember. That. I don't. I can't remember him ever having an injury. But there we go. Perfect. To ride at that level, and um, yeah, not 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 crash. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, question number nine: um, Your pick for the three league winners in Britain this season? Uh, the bullets, the mighty bullets, obviously. Yeah. Um, Leicester, maybe, maybe Pool. Yeah, I don't know. It's tight between them two, but it'd be Leicester or Pool. Yeah. And then at the top, you know, the top, the top. That's a hard one. I don't know. I fancy it. Honestly, I fancy. I don't know who's top. Of the, who's top of the league now? Uh, I think it's Ipswich at the moment. Ipswich at top, yeah. Um, I don't know if I fancy Ipswich to win. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know who's on the table and where, but I'd maybe say Wolves. I think they were a pretty good team. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the final question, the all important question for the for the three co-hosts. Well, I think I have a feeling I know where this one's yeah. going. Um, yeah. For any reason, um, you need to pick one of these three clubs. Um, so it can be for any reason: uh, Swindon Robins, Kingsland Stars, or Workington Comets. Oh, I've, already, I've, I've already filled it in, Rob. I won't yeah, <laughs> so I think you can probably already fill this one in. But yeah, working might be working. I reckon. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, great, great club. No, so that's uh, that's it. That's perfect. That's a lot. To be fair, mate, you've got through that a lot quicker than Bruce Pennell and Ty Proctor did. I'll give you that. That's they, yeah. Bruce Pennell was nearly half an hour. Bit. So, I think we were still on the phone to Ty at about quarter past midnight. So. <laughs> I think yeah. we were actually. Yeah. It's not worth um, keeping me too long. <laughs> it's uh, it's been great to have you. I don't. I think Kane's still away at the moment, but um. It's great. It's been great to have you on the show, Carl, and thank you for coming on. Um, we obviously wish you well for Wednesday. We wish you well for the rest of the season, and we'll keep an eye on you for the for the coming weeks and months. No worries. Thank you. Appreciate it. No worries. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Carl, and uh, good luck on Wednesday. All right. Thank you. Catch you soon. Cheers, Carl. See you later. Cheers, Carl. Good luck, Bye. mate. We'll wait for, uh, hopefully Kane will be back soon, but we'll carry on anyway, Rob. Yeah, we'll carry on um, as a twosome for a bit, mate. Twosome. I'm used to it now. One of you <laughs> always manages to disappear on me. But, um, what we'll do then is we'll have our um, we'll have our predictions for 
the meeting itself then. So the British under twenty one final um on Wednesday night. Um I'm just looking for the lineup now. So uh I'll run through the names for you just so you are familiar. We've got uh Vinnie Ford, Leon Flint, Kyle Bickley, Jody Scott, Harry McGurk, Henry Atkins, Joe Thompson, Tom Brennan, Drew Kemp, Nathan Ablett, Sam Hagen, Sam McGurk, Dan Thompson, Jason Edwards, Jordan Jenkins, and Connor Bailey. So, where do you see this one going? Um, I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm probably going to go for the boring answer here. Um, it's and probably I, what I'm thinking as well. And I, I think, um, although the track might be a bit of a leveler, obviously being at Birmingham, but I, I think I think you've got to go Tom Brennan, haven't you? Really, for this lineup. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's lots of there's lots of riders in there that could definitely cause an upset. Yeah, Leon Flint will definitely be looking be looking to give to give. I think they're the two sort of standout names, really. Um, obviously, you know, you've got as we've just spoken to Carl. Carl Bickley's obviously got experience higher up in higher up in the league, sort higher up in the leagues. Um, you know, Dan Thompson, um, Jason Edwards, Jordan Jenkins, and all of them could could definitely. Yeah, you know, Drew Kemp, although he's had a, had a bit of a disappointing season, again could be is right there. So I think it's a really competitive lineup, but I think as an out of out sort of favourite right now. I think you've got to go with Tom Brennan. I think I, I need to almost think outside the box here because I'm like five points behind you. Hi. So, although hello. I fancy... Oh, hello, Kane. Hello. <laughs> We're just talking British under-21 final now. Did he pick Workington? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think you know he did, Kane. I think, yeah. yeah, I think you could probably guess that one. I'm glad he, he did. thought about I it for about three seconds. <laughs> probably not even that, to be fair. <laughs> um, who am I going to go for? I'm going to be boring and go Tom Brennan as well because I don't think I think he is obviously the standout man in that. As you've mentioned, Leon Flint as well is in there. Uh, Drew Kemp as well. I think Connor Bailey might have a decent meeting as well. Um, and that's someone that if I wasn't picking Brennan, I'd go Connor Bailey for a podium place as well. But we'll come to you now, Kane. The under 21s, yeah. Under 21 final, yeah. I mean, you two have done your predictions. Yeah. We've done ours. Have you Rob picked went... Tom Brennan? Yeah. We, I we have both some have, news. Yeah. I'm going to let you know the news. Tom Brennan has oh, had, had a crash at Wolverhampton and he has been taken away in an ambulance with back pain. Um, I actually said Connor Bailey, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you look at that? <laughs> um, what to do, man? It might. Oh. All right, so, so we, we, if Tom Brennan's racing, then we'll go. We, obviously, we'll have Tom Brennan, but of uh, oh, not this again, not this again. But well, we, we went through this with Pickering, didn't we? We did. Not I mean, that's again. only because I picked Pickering and Masters for the pairs, and then neither of them are racing. But anyway, I think I think that's all right. I think yeah, you know, because we both picked the same rider. Obviously, hopefully that hopefully Brennan's crash isn't too bad, and it's just checkups, and hopefully he's there Wednesday. Um, not just for our sake for the predictions, but obviously for everybody's um, yeah. sake. Uh, but should we just pick another rider as sort of a backup? Well, I said Connor Bailey, so I'm going to go with Connor Bailey. Okay, I will go with Leon Flint. Leon Flint. Over to you then, Kane. Thanks for that news, because you made it, could have made us look really stupid then. I was tempted not to say anything, but mm. I thought it would be a bit mean. Um, I, I too will be going for Tom Brennan if he is still alive. Uh, if not, then uh, stick with the Northerners and I'll pick Leon Flint. Good choice. But I almost, almost went for Dan Thompson. Also a good choice. Leon Flynn. Right. 
fiction saved. And this takes us nicely into the Watt versus Ludlow Challenge, I believe. What? That must mean you're going to tell me British Under-21 winners is your quiz this don't, week. Don't. Oh, you're absolutely bang on, Rob. You, mm-hmm. It's like you, you knew. Why did you do that? Because it's fun and it's really hard. <laughs> right, let's have a look. I'm, do you know what? I'm going right back to 1969. So there's, oh. plenty, there's plenty of answers. If you get the if you get the 1969 winner, you win instantly. I think. Because I've never heard of him in my life. <laughs> oh, apologies to him if he listens to the show. But he so might be dead. Are your cameras on. Are your cameras on. Come on. Hang on. Oh I'm yeah. Go put my light on. Because I live in the dark. Uh, there we go. Okay. He's in that big bedroom again, isn't he? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, his big bedroom of a Cumbrian cave, I would guess, mate. To be honest, he can't be kicking Mars bars around again. Oh, he's gone on mute as well. Hello. Oh, he's back. It's me. You must have the biggest bedroom in the world. It's not that big. <laughs> So, um, where do, uh, it's definitely Rob starting this week. I know that much for certain. So, all Joy. I need you to do is name me a winner of the British under-21 title. There's 43 riders in total. Dan Bewley. That was my pick. He's correct. 2020. Kyle Howarth. Kyle Howarth. Is correct. Twenty fifteen. Robert Lambert. Robert Lambert is also correct. Three time winner. Twenty seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. Ty Wolfenden. He's just still in it, Rob. Well, yeah, I know. I've got two correct answers. That's <laughs> better than last week. Well, Wolfenden's correct. Two time winner. Two thousand and eight and eleven. Scott Nichols. Scott Nichols is also correct. Two-time winner as well, 1998 and 1999. Is Under-21's happened? No, it hasn't happened. We were just talking about it. Yeah, it's not uh... happened yet. <laughs> oh, Beckley. Yeah, no. Um, who won it last year? Interesting. I don't want to say. Nah. Um, oh, Josh Bates. Josh Bates. He won it like Josh 10 Bates years ago when he was like 12. Is correct. Two time winner, 2014 and 2016. <sighs> Lee Richardson. Is incorrect, Rob. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's not bad. That's not the worst guess in the world, I suppose. No, it was him or Chris Harris, is what I was going to say. Yeah, Chris Harris hasn't won it either. Hey, fair dues. British under twenty-one champs. Um, last year was it not? If Brennan last year wasn't it? And Brennan is a correct answer. Where was that? Yeah. Last year. No, no, where, not when. Oh, uh, oh, 
Was it Berwick? Yeah, I think it was Berwick. I thought know? it was 2020. Because Billy wouldn't know. No, you'd already picked him. Um, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember. That's what I was trying to think. Like, I couldn't. I almost said Drew Kemp, but I'm pretty sure that was the under 19s. Nah, yeah, yeah, Drew Kemp. Yeah. He's three times under 19, isn't he? Mm. Do, you know, do you want to know the favourite one again? Joe Screen. Joe Screen. Joe Screen. Joe Screen's on there. Mark Loram's on there. Uh, I was think I was going to think Chris Louie. Gary Havelock. No Chris Louie on there. What about his dad? John Louie's not on there. Crikey. Joe Haynes. Haynes on there, yeah. Who's on Tiny there? man. What, uh, three, three-time winner, Simon Stead. Oh. God is on there as well. Okay. Stoney. Yeah. 1993, Martin Dugard, you could have had. I thought in 1993. <laughs> Kenny Carter, I was probably there. Who 1997, was, uh, was the I, was, one that you I was definitely know. there. From like 1949. Um, what about Graham Plant, I think his name was. Yep. I've heard of him. Harry Thomas, you know him, don't you? I've heard of him. Um, Peter Collins. I've heard Les of him Collins, as well. Phil Collins. Michael Lee. Me. Neil Middleditch. Me. You weren't on there, no. Oh. Unlucky. But anyway. I tried. That, that brings Kane level. Your level, Kane. Yeah, I mean, let's be fair. It's only because they keep, it's only because the rounds keep favouring, isn't it, really? It's, ah, yes. You know, I, I think there's some... The big I think there's some... Uh, the British Under-21 Championships. There's a lot of corruption going on, personally, I think. Just get better, forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just bear in mind, the last two weeks have been themed to stuff in the show. What are we talking about next week? What are we talking about next week? Nothing at the moment. Oh. Next week. Ah, it's, it's the Voyans GP, so it'll be Danish speedway riders. Sorted. Danish champions. People that live in Denmark. Danish All that champions. have visited There's Denmark. There's only been like two in the last ten years, haven't there? Huh? There's only been like two Danish champions in the last ten years, I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's won a lot, and he uh, Kilderman's won one, I think. What Danish championships? Yeah, yeah I think Peter Kilderman's won one. Well, Rasmus Jensen. Friend of the show. Yeah. Friend I think of the Han, show, Hans Anderson, Nicky Pedersen. Yeah, that's, that's probably that's probably about it for the 21st century. But I think King King Kenny Pierre must have won one, hasn't he? What about Jan Graverson? Did he win one? I didn't say I. I Ken, I've heard Kenneth Bier called a lot of things, but King Kenny is is not one of them. We actually used to call him the Poison Dwarf. The Poison Dwarf. What? Yeah, because he was poison and he was really small. But I'll move on from that <laughs> <laughs> before I get any more libelous action against. Him. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So I'm going to move into our final meeting of the week. Which is is a little bit of a shocker this one, because um, we're we're going to go to Mildenhall. Well, we're not physically going to Mildenhall because I wouldn't want to put that through you two either. But I haven't got enough time on me hands. No, um, and it's a double header as well. But it's the first one of the double headers, so it's Mildenhall against Berwick. So, Kane, I'll come to you first for this one. E. Um. Can I just check if there's any injuries at Mildenhall today? There. Today's Monday. You mean yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. No, there's no injuries. They all f- full strength. Oh. Josh, the Josh Warren and Josh Warren and Luke Muff were there. Um, Jen, um, Edwards was there. 
Sam Beebe's still missing and James Shane's is still missing. Now, I when be. is this meeting? Next week? Next Sunday. Next Sunday, so it'll be new averages, won't it? So I, I've heard that Alex Spooner is at reserve for Mildenhall. Josh Warren goes into the main t- one to five. Ooh, he's not interesting. Um, not really. Um, I think Mildenhall will win because the track is quite good for a home advantage. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> um, do we get a bonus point if we can guess how long the meeting will take? That sounds like a yes. I was going for the silences. I um, think he, oh, he's not here anymore. No, I he's not. I, I'm in charge now and we do. So I'm going to say that Mildenhall will win 52-38. No, 54-36. And the match will take three days. <laughs> no, it won't uh, take three days. Okay, well, we'll have to fill him in when he comes back into the, uh, yeah, I'm into not, the call anyway. I just wanted to have another cheap pop in Mildenhall, that was all. Um, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Milner home win on the basis that you've gone for a Milner home win. Um, because I'm so knowledgeable about the national. Nathan has returned. Anyway, carry on. I I can see him, but no, we'll we'll carry on. So I think that Milner will win, and I'm gonna go with fifty forty. And I think for the bonus point, the meeting is going to take six months. (laughs) Oh, they they do not like us at Milner Hall. I'm back. I lost connection. We we now um we've had the bonus point to guess how long the meeting will take. Um, have fun. I, love it. Um, I heard Rob went six months. How, I how said three days. I thought it was he said three days. I, I, was, I, taking, I was taking the Mickey in, and he said half a year. So I was a little bit more pessimistic. <laughs> did you say fifty forty, Rob? I did say fifty forty, mate. Yeah. I think it's. I, I do think Milton Hall will win quite convincingly because I think they're quite good at home. Racing may be unacceptable, but um, I'm going to go 52.38 and three hours, 26 minutes. Jeez. The bonus points. Uh, he wants a bonus point, doesn't he? He's actually, he, he cares about that bonus point. <laughs> I'm too far behind you now. I would say closest wins, but Nathan ruined it. <laughs> Who says I'm going to be the closest? What if the match never ends? Hmm. Think of it that way. Well, but if it never ends, I win. Oh, well, I hope it ends then. Maybe it's abandoned after nine races. They have to restage it, but can't because the play- the cut-off date arrives too soon. So it never gets run. I win. Bonus point. Six months. No. Maybe. Uh, I think that's how it would yeah. work. Yeah. But luckily, the anyway. bonus point was only a little bit of comedic effect. Which is strange for us, but yeah. Moving forward, more news, more news to come. News, I love news. And this week, yeah, I like news as well. Although this this news is only good news. Bad news isn't very good. Well, this is good. This is good news. But I've seen bad news um, on the list. The uh, yeah. Just to clarify, this is said. This is not the bad news. No, no. The as we've brought, we had on the podcast very early in our days, um, we spoke to Alan Critcher, who'd been pretty instrumental in the, the ladies' championship on the Isle of Wight. Um, and now the BSPL directors and the SCB have supported a proposal to run a British ladies' championship um, alongside the British youth championship from next season. Um, I, I don't know what how or what you feel about this, but um, 
do you think that they are copy copying what's been done on the Isle of Wight? Yes. Um <laughs> I think it's uh yeah. I'm not taking yeah, anything yeah. away from the from the idea of the championship. It's yeah. fine, it's great. Fully support the idea. Ladies championship, no problem. That's absolutely brilliant. Um do I think they've probably pinched an idea from the Isle of Wight? Yes. I think they have. Um have they put anything in their press release to say uh we have noticed the ladies championship that was run on the Isle of Wight? No, they haven't. Um, is that bad? Yes, I think they should have done. But I also think that maybe if they did, they might have been a sort of half owning up to um, um, stealing that idea. I do enjoy the bit where they've mentioned the Lionesses winning UEFA 2022 um, in the football as a sort of, uh, as their um, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. yeah, as their inspiration. Um, I think that might be a small fib. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they've, um, they may have taken a, a few ideas out of the Isle of Wight, but I do think it is a good idea. Uh, yeah, Kane, your thoughts? Um, idea good, stealing bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree as well that oh, I just think that they've seen how successful it was on the Isle of Wight this year and they've just copied it, which... Doesn't surprise me with the On VSP, the plus side, though, it young. does mean more track time. So oh, it does. Don't get me wrong. I, Again, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. But, but it's it's the way they've gone about it. Just a couple more bits of news. Um, I'm glad I haven't got to talk about Christoph Kasper's out anymore. Um, this coming Wednesday, also the same day as the Under 21 final, Neil Middlerich will celebrate his testimonial finally at uh, Paul. Um, after a long wait, obviously, um, as we spoke about before, his first one, um, when the club went into administration liquidation, he lost all the money, his proceeds from that. And then COVID hit the last one. So Wednesday, he finally gets to um, celebrate his testimonial and stuff. And I know we all have different feelings towards Paul Speedway, but uh, there's no doubt that Neil Middleditch has been a, a great ambassador, in my opinion, for the sport in this country anyway. I'll come to you, Rob, being a... Being a Swindon fan, your view might be different, but uh, no, no, I don't necessarily have much. I don't have uh, any problem with Neil Middleditch. Um, yeah, as you said, I think he's been a, a fantastic servant of British Speedway, and obviously to Paul Pir- to the Paul Pirates for their pretty much constant success in the in the twenty first century. Um, yeah, it is very good that he's getting his uh, he's he's getting his night. Um, obviously, he's you know with the third 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 time lucky really of, of trying to get this meeting of trying to get a meeting run for him um i think he's really really good um obviously there's uh from what i've seen there's going to be quite a few big names of people there for for, for come coming back like the likes of tony ricardson and mark laram and gary havelock are, are, yeah. are going to be there so um that's that's fantastic it should be a really really good night for for someone that is is sort of mr paul speedway really isn't he um you know, anytime, anytime in the twenty first century, you think of Paul Speedway, you think of Neil Middleditch. So, yeah, uh, hopefully, it's a, it's a, it's a really good night's racing. And, and Kane, there's, a, there's a, a reasonably good lineup um, for the meeting itself. Obviously, disappointing that um, Adam Ellison, Chris Holder aren't going to be able to make it, but um, uh, Ryan Douglas, Sam Masters, um, Chris Harris is going to be there. Um, five of the current Paul Pirates will be there as well. So, a decent looking lineup for the meeting. Absolutely, yeah. Um... Obviously, there are better riders on offer, but you know them riders have they've been around 
British Buddha for the last few years, and some of them are quite rich in Pearl's recent history. Um, and I'm sure that they're not done, uh, especially the ones that are riding this year. They'll be going for the title, so it could be a special year. Um, I think Neilman might hold the record for the longest time taken to hold a, a testimonial, with it being 38 years. Um, that's quite impressive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's a. I mean, no matter what you think about him or Pearl, you, you can't deny that Neil Mirilich is one of the the best managers in British Speedway, possibly ever. So, yeah. So we, I mean, obviously, we all wish Neil the best of luck at Paul on Wednesday evening. Um, and uh, hopefully it all runs smoothly for him on the night. Um, last couple of bits before we leave you this evening. Um, something that's come up this evening, in fact, from Kane. Um, uh, the farewell, farewell at Armdale. Uh, obviously, not too far away now. Coming into the season, um, there's going to be a big night at Edinburgh in October with a special edition of the Scottish Open Championship, including some top current and former monarchs. Um, there's going to be special guests invited to reminisce about the period in the club's history that is now going to be taken. Um, but then, there's, obviously, they're going to move on to their new stadium. So. Again, I've I've actually been to a Scottish Open. It was quite a decent meeting. I think I did as well, actually. Mine's not as interesting because I'm only like two hours away. You're like three years. I'm in three years. I was actually in Stoke at the time, so it wasn't that bad a travel, to be honest. But I, um, I think yeah, obviously Cook we, won the one I went to. Um, I'm trying to remember. This oh, is the bit where someone tells me Craig Cook has never won a Scottish Open. I'm sure Freddie Shot was there. I wouldn't know. I ran a back road in it and I'm pretty sure he fell off and I got pretty sad. But I got a Mickey Dyer bike model, even though it was really bad at Edinburgh. I'd picked it because it was orange. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was alright. I had a good time. I think pretty sure I lost £10, but it wasn't my money technically and I was about 10 so it was alright. But, yeah, oh, lovely. Okay, um, Anything else from you two guys before I leave everyone with just a final thought? Um, no, but I do have a little bit more news on the final topic, but I'll wait till you've said okay. it. Okay. So before we leave um, this evening, um, obviously um, everyone's probably aware of the crash uh, that Adrian Midzinski had in Poland over the weekend. Um, we just want to extend our thoughts to his family, his friends uh, and everyone involved with Adrian and everyone here keeps their fingers crossed that, that Adrian pulls through. We obviously know he's sustained, he's been put into an induced coma um, with uh, spinal and head injuries. So this is a very serious moment. So we, we, we don't want to speculate too much about what's going on. But Kane, have you got something further? Um, Bidgosh did make a statement earlier today on the Monday. Um his condition is stable and they're going to try and take him out of the coma either Wednesday or Thursday so positive news really um, but um, we, we're all keeping our fingers crossed for Adrian here um, and sending our best over to Poland and hopefully he can pull through this um, obviously Max Frick um, was thinking about him over the weekend as well, he was quite battered and bruised after the incident itself but we all wish Adrian a speedy recovery uh, and hopefully he can pull through this one. Yeah, absolutely. Just reiterate what you what you what you guys have said. Obviously it's a yeah, it's it's not ideal when a when any rider has to 
that sustains that sort of levels of injury and hopefully um adrian pulls through um you know, for a short time in the noughties he was a he was a swing and rider so um you know from a from a personal standpoint he um he produced some, de- some decent results in the noughties so obviously just you know it's uh best wishes and hopefully he um pulls through all all all, all okay and we'll see him on a bike bike again soon definitely so and um Hopefully we can bring you some better news next week and hopefully, fingers crossed, all being well, we will have our first Grand Prix rider on the show next week. Uh, Kim Nielsen uh, may well, although not a current GP rider, he will be in the series for next year. So it'll be good to have him on the show as we look ahead to the the Voyans GP and hopefully Dan Bewley making it three in a row would be nice. But um, thanks to you two guys for joining me on the show. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys. Perfect, perfect. And hopefully we'll have you all listening again next week but for now thank you very much Network.